This is David Wheaton. The following is a TCW short take, a bite-sized highlight from the Christian Worldview radio program. You can hear the full program at thechristianworldview.org. There's very little in Acts about music being prominent in church, and yet it is super prominent today, and one form of music is super prominent today in the evangelical church. I think one good way of assessing what kind of music is proper or most worthy of worship is to find out what the most sound Christians in history used in their own churches. Let's start there. Let's go back and see what Martin Luther did, or Ulrich Zwingli, or John Calvin, or the Puritans, or Charles Spurgeon, or Martin Lloyd-Jones over in England. I read an article on Westminster Seminary website. Luther composed hymns, congregational music, used folk melodies, and to be clear, the entire genre of folk melodies was not associated with sin as rock and roll music is. Martin Luther is probably best remembered, the article says, as a writer of hymn texts and tunes. His immortal hymn, A Mighty Fortress Is Our God, is one of the best loved amongst Christians. And I would say that I'm not even sure how much the younger generation even knows that hymn exists. He was convinced that hymns were a great device for teaching doctrine, and he's right about that. Zwingli, probably the best musician among the major reformers, the article said, had a radically different position from that of Luther. Zwingli believed that music was too powerful and too emotional to be used in Christian worship. He argued that music would too easily move people away from focusing on the word and its meaning for them. As a result, in Zurich, Switzerland, singing was eliminated from worship in Zwingli's day. No musical instruments, no choirs, and no congregational singing were permitted. Now, I'm certainly not advocating for that. I think there's definitely a place for congregational singing and instrumentation in worship services. It's just to what point and to what form. John Calvin, the article says, like Zwingli, feared an excessive emotion in the music of the church as a distraction from the word. He wanted only unison singing by the congregation. The Puritans, Joel Beakey was on the program recently, they loved to have corporate singing from the book of Psalms. Charles Spurgeon, another article says, although he didn't use an organ or musical instruments during worship at the Metropolitan Tabernacle in London, Spurgeon had an undeniable love of singing psalms and Christian hymns. Then there's Martin Lloyd-Jones, a great preacher of the last century. Uh, The quote about him was, The more a church is focused on her building, ceremony, special singing, and music, the less the church experiences a robust and biblical spirituality. This leads, Lloyd-Jones believed, to an entertainment style of ministry. Boy, does that really hit the nail on the head what it's like today. All instruments are to accompany congregational singing alone. Now, to be clear, I don't think the Bible teaches that God has one form of music that is acceptable across all generations and times and cultures. But I do think what is acceptable and praiseworthy to God is much more narrow than what is being done in the evangelical church today. And it's certainly not associated with a specific genre of music of rock and roll which was constructed to incite rebellion within man's heart. This has been a short take from the Christian Worldview radio program. To hear the full program and connect with this nonprofit radio ministry, 
go to thechristianworldview.org. I'm David Wheaton.